Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole again. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most costly and potentially frustrating aspects of business, and that's onboarding new hires quickly so they become an asset to your company instead of just an expense that doesn't pay off for months or longer. Let's get started. Do you have a B2B small business? Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we talked about the importance of how to position your product or service, and specifically, how to be the premium choice instead of the low-cost leader. Today, we're going to talk about that ever-frustrating process of getting a new employee from the stage of just being an expense to your company and moving quickly to be an asset to your company, which adds to the bottom line instead of draining it. So, you know, what are we kind of employees are we talking about when it comes to onboarding? Really, there's two kind of categories that if you look at it. Uh, there's the lower end of the pay scale, you know, manual labor, you know, working in fast food, you know, that type of thing. Um, you know, it doesn't take that much training to get them going, but it does take training. And then, you know, there's more complicated administrative and technical positions that really take a ton of training and knowledge to add to the company. Ever, you know, I mean, they both require training and you know, repetitive training can be costly for every time you bring in somebody new if you have to reinvent the wheel. So, you know, maybe not as much for, you know, as, as I said, the lower end of the pay scale, but it definitely adds up for higher end positions. You know, for our company, we have uh, administrative, technical, and call center type of employees. So really have a mix, but there's quite a bit of training with all of them. You know, um, in the past, the, the way we used to do it, you know, unfortunately, we would have, you know, multiple employees uh, sit at the desk with the, a new person and, you know, verbally instruct them and show them how to do things. And, you know, we had uh, we had built a knowledge-based system maybe about five years ago, uh, you know, online with our internal CRM system. You know, that, of course, took time to build and all that. And it took a lot of time to add content to that. And, you know, because all of our team members are so busy with their own positions and they're, they're stretched uh, thin on their time to start with, you know, it was really difficult to get people to put in that knowledge-based stuff uh, for their particular jobs. And, you're also depending on the person who's in that position to write all the things correctly. And, you know, sometimes it's it's difficult if somebody asks you to explain your position, you get different styles of doing it. And some people are better at it than others and everything. So it uh, really you know hasn't been that helpful. I mean, it's better than just oral, but uh, it's, you know, hasn't been really what we had hoped. You know, and so, you know, the oral tradition, you know, way of doing it, uh, of course, is, you know, rife with mistakes and you know, it's got personal bias of the trainer too. One person may have an opinion that you should do it this way. Somebody else may say you should do it this way. And, you know, there's no consistent way of doing it. So, you know, a new employee had to take notes and, you know, hope we hope they remembered what they learned, you know, and that entailed, you know, lots of mistakes, you know, from a newbie. And, you know, depending on the position, you know, it could take months to get them where they felt comfortable doing everything themselves without any kind of major oversight. You know, in our company, we don't really micromanage or, or even supervise at a small level. So, if, you know, if they're not trained properly up front, you know, a lot of times we didn't find out about mistakes until later and when it was, became a habit. And, of course, habits are harder to break. You know, and, you know, besides, um, you know, the difficulty in the onboarding process, 
You know, another thing to keep in mind, you know, that we recently discovered in the last few years, you know, the consequences of not cross-training and letting one person have too much info that, you know, only they know. You know, we had a, an employee who was uh, did a very specialized job and, um, you know, unfortunately, she had some medical issues and then suddenly was in the hospital and ended up there for almost three months. We didn't really have anybody as a backup that knew a lot of the stuff that was in her head. You know, we kind of let her over time, you know, sort of be siloed in her position and let her hang on to stuff. And uh, it was just because, you know, we tried to have others cross train, but they're just, as I said, in a small company, you know, most of us are pretty uh, stretched across different things and didn't have a lot of time to, you know, sit with her and train and, you know, do all that because it was, as I said, a pretty complicated position. You know, I know large companies all have, you know, some kind of formal training program, uh, you know, even a McDonald's does. But, uh, you know, it's a small business, uh, at least in our experience, we always thought that, well, you know, that's great for corporate America, but, you know, we don't have unlimited public company funds and resources. We can't afford to stop and create formal training programs and all that. But, you know, we found recently that that supposition is not necessarily true. You know, as I've said, uh, we've done it this way for almost 20 years in business, and I did it in prior businesses. But recently, we made a change that has really revolutionized our process and vastly sped up the onboarding and profitability uh, and the speed of a new employee. So I wanted to share that with you. You know, a few months ago, we had a a long-term employee give us notice that they were leaving the company for personal reasons. Uh, And fortunately, we had a a great relationship uh, with this employee, and they really cared about the company and their coworkers. But, you know, this person also had a ton of technical knowledge, and getting a replacement up to speed to really step into that role quickly was a pretty daunting task. You know, unfortunately, as I said, because of the relationship, they agreed to stay on, you know, while we tried a new strategy. And, you know, here's how it went. We decided uh, we were going to try to get some outside help, and we started searching for a third-party contractor to develop a, a sort of a training manual and procedures for that position down to the very detail of the day, daily tasks that that person did. And we didn't really know if that was even, if there were people who even did that. You know, as I said, I know it's done in corporate America, but for small businesses, we didn't know, you know, uh, if that even worked. I mean, we had to do something because we knew that the person that was in the position didn't have time to document and do this because, you know, they're doing their daily job uh, as is, and they didn't have all the extra time it would take to document things. And of course, as I said, uh, that's just their opinion of, you know, how they document just because they write something and makes sense to them. It's not, it may not make sense to another person who doesn't understand it at all. So, you know, at that point we were searching, but we really didn't even know what to call the person we were looking for or the company. You know, we searched for, you know, documentation or procedure writers, and that seemed to be sort of the buzzwords. And we, we found that there are a lot out there. And we actually found a vendor on Upwork that uh, we spent some time interviewing and we hired them on an hourly basis. So after we found this contract, we wrote up a one page requirement uh, doc that basically outlined what we expected them to do. You know, for us, it was, you know, document all procedures of this position, develop a training manual along with tutorials and paper and video format and organize it so somebody new could walk in and pick it up quickly. You know, we were very specific in our requirements, which I think is real important whenever you're hiring a contractor. So again, the mechanics of how we did it, uh, because the current person in that position didn't have time to verbally give the contractor all the training material to document, we basically had the person just start recording their screen, you know, as they would do different tasks and throughout their day, and and they would kind of narrate or explain what they were doing. You know, this is, you know, um, they were already doing those tasks, so really the only extra time was in narrating and explaining a little bit, but really not a ton of extra time. 
you know, that person made sure that um, they did videos that covered all their major tasks um, to do their job as, as far as they saw it. You know, and then they would send the videos to the contractor who would watch the videos, then organize the information in a tutorial format, you know, in documents and checklists and video and all that, you know, with the idea that someone else coming in cold with no knowledge of this stuff uh, could pick it up quickly. As the contractor wrote the material, they would post drafts in a Google Doc for our employee to review and make changes and clarifications. Uh, and then the contractor would implement those changes. And finally, after everything was done, the contractor put together a training plan on how to put all these documents together, what order the new person should learn in, et cetera. You know, time-wise from start to finish, I think it took us about three or four weeks to complete, um, but probably closer to the three weeks. Well, as I said, this is the first time doing this, and we really didn't know how it was going to work and how effective. Um, this is what basically happened. Uh, we had a new employee come in right after we finished as a replacement for the existing employee. Um, and she started the day after the other employee's last day. So there was no crossover. Like in the past, you know, we would try to do that crossover. But, you know, sometimes you don't have that option when somebody just quits, you know, and they just take off and you never hear from them again. Uh, and you're left, you know, hanging. But in our case, um, like I said, because of that relationship we had with the prior employee, it really worked out well. But, you know, so in the, the first week that this new employee was, um, she was doing things that in the past would have taken an employee at least a month to start doing. And she's now been with us, I think it's about three weeks or so. And, you know, it's at the knowledge level of someone who in the past would have taken them, you know, at least three to four months to get. And, you know, I mean, that's a huge difference if you think about it. You know, from a financial perspective, I think it cost us about $3,000 for the contractor and uh, three uh, three weeks or so, you know, as I said, with very little extra time for the existing employee, which is important in small businesses. But, you know, as a matter of comparison, this uh, position's monthly salary is, you know, roughly around $4,000. So the basically the training and documentation part costs us about three weeks of what we would pay normally. So if you look at the big picture, we went from paying an employee for their first month plus three weeks um, versus paying an employee for at least four months in salary and probably the equivalent of at least a month of other employees' time spent training them and then taking away time from their jobs. So that's a, a real cost. And so, you know, it's an enormous difference just in a financial sense. And that's just for the first time you do it. If you repeat and have this information up front, uh, every time you replace an employee and you're just making small updates, everything is, is procedure changes, procedures change. Uh, you really, you don't even have that cost. And so it's a one-time thing. So definitely in a financial uh, position, it makes sense. But, you know, there's also uh, other benefits to it. It really removes stress from everyone covering for that newbie's lack of experience and pick up the workload that they can't handle. And that's always a difficult thing when you're replacing somebody, uh, unless they're, the existing person is still doing the job on side by side with the other person's training. You really have to, you know, the new person is not going to be able to do that job effectively up front. So other people in the country, company you're going to have to cover, which is difficult, as I said, when you're all spread thin. You know, and, you know, as a side note, you know, another risk that you always face when you're hiring people is that you're going to spend a ton of time and money and training with them and all that, and then they quit right after they complete the training or soon after. I mean, I know that's happened to us multiple times over the years, and that is one costly uh, proposition there. You know, so by building training and documentation and standard operating procedures of someone jumps ship, really the only cost you have is just finding a new person. You no longer have to start from scratch and train that new person once you get them uh, and train them verbally or recreate training materials as it's already done, as I said. And when it comes to more sophisticated technical positions or even something like customer service, 
you know, sometimes people think, well, you know, every situation is different. Uh, you know, you can't standardize and document this kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, what we found is that's not really true. And I mean, that was exactly what our existing employee who was leaving told us, you know, but she found out differently when she started recording those videos and seeing what the documentation specialist come with, came up with. She realized that there was patterns that she was doing that could be generalized. You know, it's hard when you're involved in a task to see the big picture. So it helps to have someone look at what you're doing, organize it, and, you know, even make suggestions uh, how you could do it better. Um, you know, so does training and documentation cover every possible exception or deviation? No, of course not. But, you know, in our experience, it handles about 90% of it and gets that newbie employee profitable very quickly. You know, this has made such a difference in this one position that we built the training for that we're in the process of doing it for all areas of our company. And I think it's going to make a huge difference. Based upon our experience, I would highly recommend you take a look at areas in your company where you could implement this kind of training and documentation, because I really believe it'll be worth the, the minimal effort and cost in the long run. Thanks for listening today, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.